I was kind of down. I'm going, God, I asked you to extend her years. And then your brother-in-law, Ron, goes, Brian, he did. <laughs> and, you know, they, they didn't even give her a year. And look at me, three years later, here we are. And I thought, thank you, Jesus. You're right. He did extend her years. We did have more time with Beth. And God hears our prayers. And that was a healing in my life, too. Live your life with purpose. Change someone's life for the better. And leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. In this episode, Brian, Terry, and Dan talk about the power of prayer in our lives and how prayer really works. Let's get started. Prayer is so important in our lives. We read about prayer throughout the Bible. Men have prayed throughout history. In fact, The great Abraham Lincoln once said, I have been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for the day. So what exactly is prayer? Who do you pray to? How important is it in your life? How many different types of prayers are there and how can prayer supercharge your life? We're going to talk about all of that in this episode of Finish Strong called The Power of Prayer. I'm Dan Wheeler. I'm joined by Brian Rowland and Terry Steen. Our producer, John Matarazzo, is with us on board. But first of all, Brian, what exactly is prayer? You know, Dan, I always look at prayer as a conversation between God and myself. Um, It's a time when I could just call him Father, and I could just go to him. I think of when I was used to sit on my dad's lap as a kid, and I was so secure in, in his arms around me and just listening what I had to say. I had his undivided attention. And that's what prayer is like when you're speaking to the Father. I, I often will just say, Father, creator of the universe, and then think of those words. I am speaking one-on-one with the creator of the universe. I have his undivided attention. He has mine. And it's a conversation, but it's not just one way. It goes both ways, because in prayer, you're also listening to what the Lord has to say to you too. So I take that time uh, during prayer to, to meditate on it, to listen, to hear what he has to say to me. And there's many different types of prayers, which we will we'll get, get on later on the show. So stay tuned to that. But Terry, how important is prayer? Well, you know, I've always said that uh, if you don't care to be obedient to God, or if you don't care about a relationship with him, then prayer's not important. <laughs> but obviously we all do. So that makes it critically important. And if you want to see change in results in your life, in your spiritual walk, the only way for it to happen is through prayer. And Jesus talks about it. He told the parable in, in Luke, the 18th chapter, and he basically was saying, Always pray and don't give up. He was sharing with the the story of the widow that kept coming to the judge and wanting justice. And the judge kind of sent her away and rebuked her. And she just kept coming back, kept coming back. Finally, the judge said, oh, my goodness, I don't care about this case, (laughs) but I want this lady off my back. And he saw that she got justice. And, you know, the Lord will do the same thing for us. So that's part of that importance. And and then I think about James when he was talking about the fervent prayer of a righteous man and how critical that is in our life. It makes it prayer is powerful and it's effective if we'll do it the right way. And he went on to say that that's how there's healing for the sick. That's how there's forgiveness of sin. There's nothing more important then that forgiveness of sin is there. And we need to be sure we're praying 
to the right person? Who are you praying to? Have you guys ever heard someone say, well, I asked the universe to open up a parking space and magically a parking space opened up. People pray to the universe? What is that all about? <laughs> and karma. you got to have your karma. Yeah. You know, in Romans one twenty-five, uh, we read that they worshipped and served the creature more than the creator. And the universe is God's creation. But it's not God. Mm-hmm. Some people say, I pray to a higher power. Well, who is that? God is very specific about who he is. That's and he, right. he says uh, in Exodus 23, 20, verse 3, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And when Moses, uh, when God was speaking to Moses out of the burning bush, he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then Moses said, well, who should I say to the children of Israel uh, that sent me? And God said, you tell them, I am sent you. I am who I am. Not I was, not I will be, I am. And that shows that God is, you know, omnipresent. He's always with us. He's always the same. He doesn't change. But, you know, there's people out there that say, oh, it, it doesn't matter who you pray to. Brian, I beg to differ with that. What do you say? No, I agree with you. It does matter who you pray to. And the Bible tells us specific, specifically, too, that our way to God was through Jesus Christ. So when we are praying in the name of Jesus is when we are speaking to God, the creator of the universe, his Father. And so it, is, it does matter who you are praying to. We're going to talk a lot about prayer. You know, some people say, I don't really know how to pray. I'm not eloquent. And as Brian said earlier, it is just a conversation between you and God. But you are talking to the God of the universe. And I often uh, think the same thing. The God of the universe cares about me. He's listening to me. Gives me a sense of awe and respect. And, you know, that leads me into a great quote by Max Lucado, who's a well-known Christian author. He said, Our prayers may be awkward. Our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers do make a difference. Mm. I love that, Terry, because it's not up to us to make the prayer happen. It's who we are praying to. It's so true, and really, that's encouraging for me to hear that because one area in my life that I feel like is a personal weakness or a a lack of discipline is my prayer life. And and I've been a Christian so many years, but yet I still don't feel like I give it the quality it needs, the time it needs, the focus it needs. I was reading the other day uh, about the, uh, the night of Jesus' betrayal. And if you know, if you remember the story, the disciples kept falling asleep. They just couldn't stay awake. And he'd come back, he'd go and pray, he'd come back, and they kept falling asleep. He says, the Spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. And we always have to fight that because the enemy is always wanting to keep us from praying because he does know how important it is. It is. You know, it's, it's hard sometimes to stay awake. It's hard to keep your mind from wandering. I often, when I start praying in the morning, I start thinking about all the things I have to get done that day. But uh, it's important to stay focused, and and prayer sometimes does take work, but we have to stay at it. Um, You know, Brian, there are many different types of prayer. I mean, sometimes Mm -hmm. a a simple prayer is, is God help me, and that's a prayer, and he hears that prayer. Let's, Let's talk about the different types of prayer. 
I think in in praying, especially when I when I start to pray, I want to praise God, but I, I have an adoration for Him, and I want to focus on that to begin with, to let Him know how much I appreciate what He's done for me, and what He's doing for my family, and that how He's blessing me, and in all different ways, spiritually, physically, financially. I mean, He blesses me in different ways, and and physically is a great one for a guy my age. You want to be blessed physically so you have good health, and He's done that throughout my life. But over in Psalms one forty eight. 13. The Bible tells us, let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And when you think of that, and you think of the Creator, how great He is, how can you not help but just adore Him? And when I'm praying like that, I have thanksgiving in my heart. It just comes out, and I start being thankful for everything that He's provided for us and everything He's been doing, and how He's He's taking control of our lives during this time that's going out of pandemic and that we've given it to Him, and I'm thankful that He is there receiving what I'm lifting up, and He's blessing that. By the way, Brian mentioned a guy his age. I should tell you that he's 35, but he looks 70. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry, I flipped that. No, he's oh. seventy, but he looks thirty five. Yeah, let's sorry. just double it. Yeah, yeah let's get uh, <laughs> Terry, there's many forms of prayer. Brian mentioned adoration and thanksgiving. Yeah, another one's confession. And I it was interesting as I was reflecting on that word, just two days ago in my daily Bible reading, I ran across Psalms thirty two and it was David and he was talking about that exact thing. And I I, of course, won't read the whole chapter, but listen to a couple of these up front verses. He's saying, Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him and whose spirit is no deceit. So he understood how blessed or, or how important it was to ask for forgiveness, to confess to the Lord. And if, and if you read through that chapter, when we don't do it, when we refuse to confess, it mentions that we become weak, we're miserable, we groan, there's a heaviness, our strength is gone. But when we do confess, the guilt's gone. He guides us along our best, best path. He protects us. He advises us. He watches over us. We have a pure heart and we have joy. So obviously confession is key to our Christian walk and living the kind of life God wants us to live. So guys, when Terry starts groaning a lot, we kind of know where he is in his prayer yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of confession going on in a lot of my groans for sure. Yeah, we don't want to be groaning. Beyond my bad back. No. It's one of the two. It's either my back or confession. Ah, so. gotcha. Hey, hey, another one is vows, and we don't need to spend a lot of time there, but it's important when you make a commitment, when you make a promise to God, you keep that. It talks about it in Ecclesiastes and Deuteronomy about you make one, you fulfill it. And James even says, hey, don't make one if you don't keep it. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. And just make sure you do what you say when you're talking to God. I'd like to talk about the prayer of reflection right now. You know how sometimes you're walking along a pond and you'll see your reflection in the water or or you see your reflection in a mirror? Sometimes it, it makes you kind of stop and look at yourself, look at yourself honestly. And 
I like to reflect back, though, where the Lord has met me at different points in my life. I think of key decisions or situations I was in when I thought there was no way out. Uh, You know, when you're a kid, sometimes you go to bed at night and everything looks so scary in the morning. It looks a lot better. But when you reflect, it builds your faith that God has really answered every prayer. Maybe not always the way that we want or we're hoping, but he answers it in the way that's best for us. And when we talk about prayer, I guess we have to think about the way God answers prayer. He either answers Yes, no, or not now. That's right. And sometimes that's a a tough place to be, to wait. But I think it's important to reflect back on those key moments of your life and realize, boy, God was faithful. He didn't leave me then. He's not going to leave me now. He's going to get me through Mm -hmm. this. And then I'd like to talk about the prayer of healing. Obviously, going through um, three years with my wife when she battled stage four cancer, that was a time where we were in constant prayer. And you talk about praying and believing for healing. I I felt like I had so much faith, and I was just never thought that God wasn't going to heal her. Never let the negative uh, happen. But near the end, when um, it became, and, and really even up until her last breath, but uh, when when God did take her, I realized that He did heal her. He healed her the ultimate way. <laughs> She's in heaven. She's with him. Her race is done. And she was out of her pain, which Mm -hmm. was really a sense of relief to me. Now, obviously, you know, I still miss her. I mean, I was, uh, I watched a video last night, um, Rory and Joey Feeks, when Joey was dying of cancer, they recorded a song, When I'm Gone. And I don't know how they did it. She's singing and Tears are pouring down her face, and they showed him, and he's crying. I just, you know, it all came back and all hit me. So I I miss her, but I know where she is. But, you know, I do believe that God still heals, and we've seen that in the Bible, so many examples. And it says in the Bible that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Guys, I believe he still heals. And, Brian, I know you prayed that God would extend Beth's years. Right. I did pray pray that. as I was first thing, like I said before, then I, I remember exactly where I was at when you called and gave me the news, and um, but I did pray. I said, "Lord, you know, extend her years," and I, I felt that He hadn't. I mean, and I told you this when we were there. I thought, "This what God?" I was, saying, I was, I was kind of down. I'm going, "God, I asked you to extend her years," and then your brother-in-law Ron goes, "Brian, He did." <laughs> and, you know, they, they didn't even give her a year, and look at me. Three years later, here we are, and I thought. Thank you, Jesus. You're you're right, Ron. He did extend her years. We did have more time with Beth, and and you can see all that all that transpired during that time, especially with the grandkids and that, which I thought was just beautiful to see her with good little Gabby. I mean, and Cole, and it was just it was just a, a wonderful time. But you know, God will do that. He hears our prayers, and that was a healing in my life too. That He did extend her years because I, I was crushed, and I've been a Christian my whole life, but I was crushed at that, and then. I, it, Ron reminded me, and it brought it right back. You're absolutely right, and I almost feel like I was delivered out of that, of that, of that down that pit I was in, because that's another part of prayer is deliverance, and how God will deliver us. And and I 
I found a letter the other day. I was going through some old boxes, and I found a letter that I received from a girl that went to our church back when I was uh, just starting in college. And she had sent this letter, and she was in drug rehab. And it was all about how the Lord had delivered her. And, and she was on heroin. I mean, she was on bad stuff. And he delivered her from that, and he helped her in her time of need. And I've been praying for her for a long time. And to get this letter... Um, was just amazing at the time because I was in school and, and she was back in Ohio. And to find that letter now, which is, what, 50 years later, um, and to read that and thought, wow, it, and especially now that we're talking about prayer, the timing is perfect on that. But God is there and will deliver will deliver us from from what is going on in our lives that we have to work on at that time that we cannot handle ourselves, but we hand it over to Him, and it's a helps, and He does deliver us from that. But what helped out, too, I think, in her case, was that there were so many people praying for her, and that goes into intercession. And even Paul talked about it in the letter he wrote, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. This is in Colossians 1, 9-12, it talks about it. We continually ask God to fill you with knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives. And that's what we do. Even when we're here, the three or four of us are here praying together, God hears us. You know, I, I look at it as God hears a beautiful choir. All, he hears four-part harmony coming out here. And it's all a beautiful sound going up to Him as we pray. And as we pray in concert, even when we're the four of us or when everybody that's listening to us, when we pray together and God hears that, that's intercession. We're interceding for one another at that time. And that's another part of the prayer that I think is wonderful, when you can intercede with each other. I, I one, one last story I'll tell is when I remember as a, as a kid, and I was in high school, and my parents praying at church together. I had no idea what they were praying about, because uh, they never let on if there was anything ever going on financially, physically, anything in the family. But they were together with their arms around each other praying, and that struck me. They were interceding with each other. That's why it's so important we pray with our kids. We pray with our grandkids from an early age, teach them to pray. And obviously, Terry, we begin our Christian walk with the prayer of salvation, right? Yeah, for sure. And you know, prayer, the neat thing about it is it, no matter where you are in your walk, it moves us all forward on our spiritual journey. So, of course, it starts with that prayer of salvation, acknowledging and admitting that we're sinners, that, we're, that we need a Savior, that Jesus is our Savior, Ask Him to come in and be Lord of our life. And then we begin that Christian walk. And then over the course of time, there's those many prayers of transformation because we consistently, daily, want to see God transform us. You know, Romans 12, 2 tells us not to be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that happens through prayer. So transformation happens through prayer. Certainly does. We mentioned these verses earlier, but I want to read them. James five sixteen through 18 shows the power of prayer. It says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Can you imagine Three and a half years. (laughs) And then he prayed again, it says in verse 18, And the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. 
You know, I'm going to bring John in, our producer, in a moment, but I think many times we say when we hear some bad news or something, we say, well, all we can do is pray. And I think, yeah, prayer is all we can do. It's everything we can do. It's the most important thing. And John, you're a young man, but I'm sure that as you get older, you've realized more and more the importance of prayer. Uh, yeah, so prayer is something that is vital, and it's become more and more my first line of defense rather than my last resort. I think Brian said it earlier in this episode that just having that constant conversation with the Lord is you know, so important in our lives, and I try to make sure that that is something that from the moment I wake up in the morning and I'm aware of my surroundings and what's going on, I try to get God involved at that point. Yeah. Brian, uh, John mentioned it's our first, has become his first line of defense. So often it's our last, and we, we say, why worry when you can pray? But uh, in fact, we're saying, why pray when I can worry, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. But what does the Bible tell us about that? In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God will transcend all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And isn't that great to know? And like John said, if we take that as our first line of defense, we don't have to be anxious about anything. We leave it at his feet. We say, Lord, you got the big shoulders. You do the heavy lifting. Right. You know, Terry, we're getting near the end here, but uh, people were raised from the dead. And Jesus, we know, uh, raised Lazarus, but even the disciples, one of the disciples raised someone from the dead. Yeah, yeah. Once they were filled with the Holy Spirit, I, I think back to Acts, the ninth chapter, where Peter raised Tabitha, and she was one of the, uh, dis- not, not a disciple, but an apostle, and she was with them, and she passed away. Everyone was all upset. Peter asked him to leave the room, and sure enough, he raised her from the dead. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, and Jesus gave an example of how to pray and when to pray, right? Oh, yeah, and, and Jesus, many nights, he prayed through the night. Uh, you know, remember, he was up on the mount praying and came walking on the water in the middle of the night. And the night of his betrayal, he prayed most of the night. So he he made a great example for us. Mm -hmm. Brian, Jesus prayed before and after big events. He always did. Um, Mark 6.46 told us how he went and prayed on the mountainside. He left and went to pray. And he did before and after, like you said. Uh, I think about the Garden of Gethsemane where he prayed that he wanted to get out of this if he could, but it was the Lord's will not to. So he, he took that upon himself. But then on the cross, he prayed again, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He did beginning and end in his prayers. He started with it, and he ended with it. Yeah, and he often went off alone to pray. He wanted to focus on God. He got rid of the distractions. And an example of that is found in Mark one thirty five. You can look that verse up and read it. But our concluding thoughts, as we think of growing stronger through prayer, I think we grow stronger by praying more and making it a habit, making it definitely mm-hmm. a part of our routine. Guys, I want a, a quick comment, and then Brian, I'm going to have you close us with prayer. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just this whole time is reminding me of how important prayer is and how it needs to be a discipline in our life and how we need to structure our prayers and maybe establish a prayer list. I mean, it's what pleases God, and we want to get closer to Him, and that's how you do it. Brian, would you close us with prayer? I sure will. Lord, our Heavenly Father, creator of the universe, how great you are. We just adore you, Father, and we just thank you that we have this time together. 
And Father, my prayer is that we can all learn to pray more, pray better, pray fervently, that we would be more in tune with you as we pray, Lord, and, and we, we put our petitions to you, Lord, that we also take time to listen to that you are telling us and how you are helping us grow in our life. We pray, Lord, for salvation for people that do not know you. I pray right now that they would accept you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, so that they would have a personal relationship with Jesus. Lord, we just thank you that we can come to you in all things at all times. You're always there. You always hear us anytime, night, day. We have your undivided attention. I thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You might find that prayer not only changes things, it changes you. It draws us closer and closer to the Lord. As we talk to him, when you think of a relationship, how did you become best friends with somebody? By spending time with them. We need to spend time with our Lord, with the King, the creator of the universe. And now more than ever, our country needs prayer. We are at such a transition point, it seems like, and we need to stay strong. We're so glad that you've been joining us for Finish Strong. This is actually our ninth episode, The Power of Prayer, and I pray that uh, it will become more and more important to you. John, how can uh, people find our podcast, and how can they give us a rating? So you're listening to the podcast right now, but we want to make sure that you subscribe, because that way you'll ah. hear the next episode as well. Wherever you're listening, hit the subscribe button, but you can go to ffaith.org, and you will find all the episodes there. and you'll find links to that. So pay attention to what's happening on social media, on Facebook, and you'll be catching up with everything that happens with Finish Strong. All right, on behalf of John and Terry and Brian, I want to say thanks for joining us. Keep praying. Remember, prayer builds your strength. It builds your faith. God bless. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.